We're ending the month of July with another player signing and yet again another veteran inking a deal to be with the Cyclones next season. Louis Caparuso and Lou, uh, we had you on the Two for Chirping podcast a couple months ago. What's been going on in your world since then? Not a whole lot. Just uh, spending spending more time with family, like always, and uh, trying to get uh, the body uh, up and ready for the upcoming season. So I know, obviously, we're here at the end of July. Last month, you celebrated a birthday. Uh, you're 32. That That is something that hasn't happened uh, since our last podcast. So um, did you guys do anything for fun on your birthday? I know you were back home in Canada for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, turned 33, actually. Uh, oh, 33. I'm <laughs> yeah, getting up. That's all right. I'm trying to make you younger, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I turned 33 and uh, didn't do a whole lot. Just uh, my wife and I uh, took a trip to Niagara Falls for an evening. Uh, you know, had a nice dinner by the water, by the falls, and uh, and that was pretty much it. That was that was the gist of it, and I uh, had a good time. And can't believe I'm 33. What was the uh, what was the meal at Niagara Falls? Uh, it was nice. Uh, had a nice uh, filet mignon. Nice. Uh, yeah, with some uh, crusted blue cheese on top. And uh, I think the wife had some salmon, so it was uh, it was really good. Now, it was just you and the wife, or were the kids there for this dinner? No, no, thank God. It was just, <laughs> it was just me and the wife. Yeah, if the, the whole point was to get away from the kids for a night. Uh, the, the kids stayed with my family and uh, my wife's family back in Toronto, and we were able to get away for an evening. Uh, you know what? Sometimes you have to. Uh, obviously, kids are uh, another full-time job. You know more about that than I do. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, Lou, so going into your second season here with Cincinnati, I think it's interesting. A lot of players, whenever they sign somewhere, it's very common. I think the hockey fandom knows this. There's player apartments everywhere. Guys get lodged up together, and, and that's just what you do every season, and then you go home in the summers. You signed with Cincy last year, returned to the States for the first time in, I believe, six or seven seasons. Right away, you bought a house. So I don't know if you're one of those guys. We've had great philosophical conversations. So I don't know if it's more of just wanting to have equity. Or did you know that when you signed with the Cyclones a year ago that you were planning to be here? I mean, there's no such thing as a multi-year contract in the ECHL. But did you kind of look at this as, well, I'll be here for several seasons on as so long as my body allows me to do it? Yeah, I, I think it was a combination of things having two kids uh my wife and i realized we would need a house and uh, uh i'm always big on um on investing in in real estate so if it was uh if there's a house that i found would be a, a good long-term investment uh whether i was in it or not in the in the long term it, it didn't matter i could always rent it out so I, I felt it was a good idea to get the home and that way we could get a little more settled and um yeah definitely in the back of my mind i, I was thinking of potentially being here long-term and being in the United States long-term. So looking at that, uh, and obviously, you know, as we mentioned, year two for you in Cincinnati, Let, let's go back to year one. Because prior to that, you were in Asiago in Italy and you'd won a championship. So you have been on a championship team. Uh, the Cyclones of this past year, heck of a run. It came down to game seven in the opening round against Toledo, who ultimately went on to the Kelly Cup finals. But for somebody like you who's been around at various leagues and won championships, uh, is there something that can, can be brought to the Cyclones this season that maybe was missing from last year's team? That's a, that's a very good question. Um, I, I would have to, you know, see what kind of personnel we bring in at the start of the season. Um, you know, every team starts to build their own identity. And I think that's something we'll have to find early in the season. That way we can get off to a good start and 
once once that gets going, uh, I think uh, I'll have a better picture, and the team and the coaches will have a better picture of, of what we can do to be more successful. So I, I know you're a student of the game, um, and I know you love hockey, uh, and, and I want to touch on that in a couple different ways. First, like, let, let's just bring up the NHL. Uh, we're a couple weeks removed from the Avalanche beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sure you at least caught a couple of those games, I would think, if not all of them. So for somebody like you who is – in my eyes, very analytical uh, of the game and very intelligent when it comes to the hockey IQ. Even though we're talking ECHL versus NHL, I mean, are there things that you see in there just watching the game that you're like, you know what, that that's why they're a championship team? Oh, 100%. Uh, I, was, I thought that the final series between Tampa and Colorado was far on the best hockey that I think anybody has ever watched uh, the speed and the skill were off the charts, off the charts. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was a, a delight to watch. There was so much you can pick up and learn from that, from that round and apply it to uh, the ECHL. Um, and even if you're a, a young and upcoming athlete or up, upcoming, uh, you know, hockey player, um, you could take a lot from that, that, that playoff round and uh, apply it to yourself. The last thing I want to ask you is one of the things you've done, at least in the couple months since our season ended, is um, I, I've noticed, and maybe some fans have too, you've taken to social media a, a bit more. Um, you've been a little bit more active, I know, on Twitter, and I believe you had one thread of tweets that really caught on. Um, I think at the time of this recording, you got about 800 likes on it, and uh, in, in reference to kind of knowing the difference, and really this is just one thread of many um, that you've talked about, you know, coaching philosophies you've talked about how there's a distinction between playing uh collegiate and junior hockey versus pro you've talked about anxiety within the game which is a, a really kind of bold thing to do you know hockey culture is still a bit more closed off but you're opening up to the the mental side of the game and the struggles that can be included so I'm just curious you know 33 years old now a veteran and a student of the game at the same time what kind of prompted you to uh, voice your opinion more on social media and start to share some of your experiences that you've had so far? Yeah, I, I just felt like uh, it was, it's a good time for me to start giving back to the game and, and uh, maybe giving people some insight as to what it's like to be a pro hockey player and, and what we're seeing from our, our side of the, you know, of the bench. Um, you, you know, it's, it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a career that you constantly, uh, learn from and I find that there's no point in me keeping all that stuff to myself if there's anything that I can provide to younger players coaches or players my age or, or older even I, I figured it was a good idea to start sharing that and uh, and hopefully helping everyone um, try to ex exceed in whatever they're they're striving for. I, I'm actually going to lie to you here. I do have one more follow-up based on that. The one that really struck me, uh, again, which was kind of, I think, the most bold of, of your threads, which was where you talked about anxiety um, and you talked about kind of, you know, basically mental health. I mean, it's no secret, you know, there are players that have opened up about, you know, dealing with depression, uh, even guys that are in the NHL and you think, you know, a, a seven-figure contract would, would mitigate that, but it's not. I mean, no amount of money can, can trump uh, mental health. The other thing about your posts is I find they're very evergreen. Uh, you're talking about hockey, and I don't know if you realize this or not, it seems to resonate, uh, especially with all the likes you got on your one thread. There are people that have not played hockey or professional sports that are relating to what you're saying online. So uh, I guess how do you feel about that and sort of now being a, a vocal presence 
for, for perhaps more than, than just professional hockey players? I, I love it. It's something that uh, I've always thought about. It's, I, I would lie if I said it's something that just fell from the sky and I started doing. I, I've always thought about um, how I can contribute to, the, to everyone's mental game in life and in sports. So uh, I felt that social media and in particular Twitter is a, is a good avenue to start um, broadcasting what I have to say and what I'm learning as I go along. Um, as for the anxiety aspect of hockey, I think so many players deal with anxiety and it's hardly talked about. Um, that along with depression. More importantly, the anxiety that players feel prior to performance tends to limit their performance. And I think there's certain ways in which you can mitigate those uh, feelings and be able to be at your best. So um, I know certain, uh, certain ways that I did that myself. So why not? Uh, I felt like it was a good idea for me to share those. I think that's really awesome and really cool to see that. I look forward to seeing more of those. Again, uh, fans that haven't already, you can just go to at Louis Caparuso on Twitter. Um, a lot of great threads, uh, a lot of dialogue with some, uh, some really good insight that not only uh, involves the game of hockey, but I think can be expanded on uh, beyond the rink. So, uh, Louis, you're our third signing of this offseason. Cyclones season will kick off as they start the 2022-23 campaign in Fort Wayne on Saturday, October 22nd, and wrap up October back home with first face-off at the end of that month. So uh, until then, Lou, great catching up with you, and I look forward to seeing you, as I'm sure the fans do, in a couple of months here when we start training camp. Thanks, Monster. It's always great talking to you, man.